We're sitting around tonight watching the NBA draft, and there's a ton of trade action out there in the association and also in Major League Baseball, and we're still waiting on the Max Scherzer rumor to drop. We'll see what happens next. That and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with... Mr. Brown, and it feels like an eternity. Canadian Biggie bringing you all the basketball updates. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need that. I guess it does feel like an eternity yeah. for you because you were in Georgia. Yeah. And then uh, last week, uh, had a family emergency, didn't do a show, but now we're back. And we're watching the NBA draft here in the background. We're already on pick eight here. Any any shocking developments so far here, Biggie? To me, the only one that really surprised me was that uh, Jalen Suggs didn't go with four. Okay. So far. He's having nightmares as a Bulls fan with Scott Barnes going at four, and he's thinking of Patrick Williams, another well, six <laughs> man from Florida State. Me and you looked at each other, and it was that same thing where they show his stats, and he averaged 10 points, four assists. What's this guy doing getting picked fourth, just like Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams last year? And from Florida State, same setup, same system. You come off, you don't even play 30 minutes a game, but somehow you're a top five pick. So that's their strategy for long-term growth is just to uh, take the six men? Yeah. Okay, that works. I like it. I like it. Uh, Bulls will have a first-round pick this year. They traded it for Valdejuchushish from the, the Magic. Uh, uh, that's why he wanted traded uh, is because they couldn't say his name right, isn't it? Well, I can't say anybody's name right, so don't base it off me. Albert Franz Wagner. No, how do you say his name? You say it different. It's Wagner. Wagner. No, Wagner. Yeah. Because he's German. The W is like a V. All right, so Wagner from Michigan got drafted. Can he just go with Franz? I like mean, the new Giannis? You can. This is the new Giannis with Franz. He's the genetic German jackhammer. That's right. The new Dirk. <laughs> Two things about how this draft started. One, Cade Cunningham, who we all know, he went played Oklahoma one. State. ESPN hyped him up. Number one pick. We knew he was the number one pick, you know, a week ago, a month ago. Uh, the number two pick, Jalen Green, was a guy who could have went to college, played ball. He chose the G League route. You're seeing more of these guys that take that route that go in the top five. Yeah, so we were getting ready to get into this conversation now with the name, image, and likeness in college basketball, college sports in general uh, being a thing now. Are you still going to see as many people jump into the Hell G League? no, because you'll make more money at Duke than you will in the G League. I mean, you will, but like, how, well, I, I know the answer, but how often do they really make them sit in class? They don't. <laughs> they don't. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They all get to You're insinuating the work. that these kids don't go to college classes? No, I am saying you as a fact, they don't go to class. Oh. Is that like the Jim Herrick class back in the day? Do you remember that? They 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 attend basket weave basket weaving one on one. No, it's it. underwater lunchbox repair. That's no. one too. Do you do you remember the Jim Herrick thing? I remember it being a big deal, but I can't remember. I'm not going into a lot of detail because everybody's going to get bored. But if you get time, Google Jim Herrick when he's at Georgia and look at the quizzes he gave his uh, his class, which is mostly his players, and it was like. How many meals do normal people eat a day? You know, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know, I, it was just it was things like that. Or it'd be like, how far away is the free throw line from the basket? Honestly, though, and I agree with you. I, I think that 
the players are going to go where they think the money is, and if they think they're going to make more money from the endorsements as opposed to the G League, regardless of class situation, they're going to go where they think the money is. So we're talking basketball right now, but I can go ahead and tell you, like I was just saying, that's kind of the same thing you said, they'll go where the money is. The G League will die because of this as far as young guys going into it. Is it Bryce Wilson, Alabama quarterback, who's made a million dollars? He's never started a game. You're telling me Zion couldn't have went to Duke and made a million as opposed to the G League? A million. Zion just on the shoe deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. So these big-time schools are going to profit even more because Nick Saban's comment when talking about the money that he was getting in endorsements was, it's our brand. It's the Duke brand. If you're big name and you're going to go to college. If you're the heir apparent there. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever shoe deal Zion had before he blew the shoe out, he would have got a second shoe deal with another million dollars yep. saying that we got actually got stable shoes for fat people and uh, you're going to be just fine with us. He was so explosive. We had to redesign and revolutionize the Zion 2.0. So who would that be? Um, is it is it uh, Kanye? The Yeezys? Yeah. Would he be the guy? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think the G League goes back to being what it was, guys who – Go into the draft early, don't get drafted, get a chance. Yep. They play Your hanger-ons, yeah. you know, things like that. Now, I mean, rather that or the NBA could raise the salaries there. They could. We'll you know, see. I, they could. I just don't see it happening. I mean, it just depends. Like, I don't know. Like, was was any of these guys able to make money on their own already? Like, were they? Not yet, no. I mean, the so only they might have had a three million Instagram follower. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen, but I'm with you. Is that why Coach K and Roy Williams are getting out of the game? Are they? I think it is. The game's changed. They won't say it, but I think that's why now, it is. Now, going back, you mentioned Alabama, though. Does Nick Saban not seem like the kind of guy that's just going to navigate these waters precisely and capitalize on this? Oh, yeah, you know what's coming. I mean, but look at the waters he's navigating. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean like, like, come on, man. Dude, we're already doing this. This is great. We already exactly. know how to do this. I just love his comment when they were talking about his quarterback who has not yet started a game making almost a million dollars in endorsements. And he looks at him and he goes, well, it's our brand. Yeah. Just as a, I'm Alabama. Get off me. All my kids you will know, do this. You know what I heard when I saw that? I was thinking of blue chips automatically. Yeah. Yep. 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 Neon Bodo. Yep. <laughs> That's all I thought of. Uh, if you don't know that movie, it's from what, 95, 96? Nick Nolte, right? Nick Nolte is in that. Look it up. It's the year that uh, Penny Hardaway was a rookie in the uh, NBA. What's weird about it is I always think that like Penny, or the, the white dude's name's Butch, but it's not. That's Penny. The white yeah. dude from uh, like somewhere in Lay Birdland. Who shot on the hoop with like no net? Yep, was a he was killer. Yep. So I don't remember what his name. I is. don't either. I was hoping you remember that. No, but you think his name is Butch, but that's Penny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> how is that he, Penny? He, it doesn't. doesn't he went doesn't to play with up. Butch because his, his name was Ricky something. Track. Ricky something. Ricky. Yeah. Ricky Road. Ricky Road. Maybe. Ricky I just remember Road? it being Ricky. That's what it was. Yes. All right, all right. Keep staying on course with NBA, though, we did have a, a big trade. Do you have the details of this trade, Biggie? Can so, Russell Westbrook is going to the Lakers. So, Brody going back to L.A. Yep. And he played college ball at UCLA. He He's a Southern, Southern California guy. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Which has been – Every trade topic the Lakers have had for they the finally past two found, years. found somebody that would now, take now him. Now who are we going to talk about? Uh, KCP 
And somebody else went to uh, Montrez Harrell. And, and Montrez Harrell and the Lakers' first round pick this year. This won't be a lot. They get Westbrook back and two second rounders that come over the next five years. Mm. So basically, it was Westbrook for KCP, Kuzma, Harrell, and their first round pick this year. So if you're the the Wiz, like you feel okay with this, feel right? Good. Well, especially good. when Bradley Beal has come out and said, "I never made a request to be traded." Right. Yeah. Dude, with Bill at the two, Kuzma, I'm sorry. Look at every Lakers player that LeBron, and air quotes you can't see, <laughs> didn't approve of. Look at freaking every player that LeBron didn't approve of went to another place. They balled out. Julius Randle. Yes. Lonzo Ball became a good player. What about other guy in New Orleans? Josh Hart and uh, no, Brandon best. Ingram, who yes, became an Ingram. all-star. Yeah. They balled out. So. Yeah. Kuzma is going to be a 20-point game guy. You watch and see. Yeah, I just shared that in the basketball group with those guys leaving. I said the same thing. Everyone who has left that, who was in L.A. when LeBron got there, has benefited greatly from leaving there. Do you think I'm selling high with Kuzma at 20? No. 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 He can get 20, right? Yeah. In Washington? Yeah. 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 Now, on to L.A. On to L.A., Biggie. You got Westbrook, who's Pat Stadden, getting a triple-double, passing Oscar Robinson. Got to contend with LeBron James. They both have to be ball dominant, so they all like their stats. What's going to happen in L.A.? It's going to be really interesting. The thing that gets me the most is that LeBron and Russ are so ball dominant. How are they going to play together? I I mean, LeBron's still going to have the ball. It's how is Russ going to play with LeBron. Exactly. And does it become a thing where it blows up because Russ has got an ego? The, the player efficiency rating they have in the NBA is actually a pretty good tool to measure, like, how yeah. good a player is. Because we always get caught up on Brody's stats. You know, he's Mr. Triple-Double. He's Mr. Oscar Robertson. So, number one uh, last year was uh, Jokic. All right, Joker was number one. Number two was Embiid. Number three was – We're Greek, talking about efficiency. Efficiency. Okay. Greek Freak three, Zion right. four, Jimmy Butler five. Butler surprises me being that high. But overall, like, kind of stands out, right? Yep. Um, let's see. LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. Uh, well, a- AD is the third highest. LeBron is the second highest all time. AD's third highest right, of all right, time. Right. Of all time. Jordan's number one. All right. Um, I'm trying to see <laughs> where our boy is, Westbrook, for last year, and he is not in the top 50. You kidding? I'm not kidding. Let me go to the next page. I got to find him. Uh, let's see. Where is he? Oh, there he is. 56. Oh, Russell Westbrook is your 56th player efficiency. Guy. The other part of this trade is you traded your first round <laughs> pick this year and you traded your depth. So now you have yeah. a team who AD who's injury prone LeBron, who the last couple of years has shown his age and now becomes injury prone Westbrook, who has had injury issues. You have three aging stars and no depth. Those guys go down. The Lakers are going to be tough to be in the top four in the West. But this is what you're doing, right? It's all or nothing now. Yeah. They've got to be all or nothing in LeBron's twilight years. Yep. Yeah. That's all they can I mean, he, He's got like two years, right? Right. Yeah. And I don't know how well the second year is going to go. I don't know how well this year is going to go. Right. I give the Lakers credit for going all in because you have AD who is still into his prime. LeBron's right at the end, but he is still a really, really good player in the league. Right. They're going for it, and they should. I just don't think it's going to work out the way they want it to. 
I mean, I don't either. Like, Kobe was chugging along. What was it? His Achilles? Yep. And then all of a sudden, he was no longer Kobe. Yep. That quick. Flash yep. in the pan. He's done. And then, I don't even want to say what happens next. <laughs> no, it's just really interesting to see how they're going to play because LeBron is a, an extremely plodding player. He doesn't fast break. They rebound. They walk it up the floor. They use the whole shot clock. Westbrook is the human fast break. The big individual gets biggie. the rebound, goes the whole way. LeBron takes the breaks on the defensive side, man. He's going to be good for what, four or five more years. No, no, he he is the guy. He's the best I've ever seen at taking a break. He's saving while that being energy, brother. Yeah, yeah, he he does. But <laughs> either all right. So Lakers with the adjustments. If you had to pick where they finish at in the West, I'd say third. All right, where they finish this year. I think they were second this year. The yep, what? they were second. No, they were. The no, they were seventh, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. So now they got rid of all their depth, and Westbrook's going to propel them from seventh to third. If they're all healthy, I think they could be so top So you think they're all going to be healthy? It was still a weird season. Well, it was. My, my honest opinion, and everybody thinks I hate LeBron, which I do because he's a bitch, but I think that they're seventh or eighth really. again. I think they're back in the playoff tournament that he loves because they're injured throughout <laughs> the season. They have no depth. I think their ceiling is a top three team in the West. Here's my straight-up pick right now is they're a four or five seed. They're in that game between the four and five. I think their ceiling is five because of health. Yeah. I, I don't. There's no depth. When I look at this trio of – A.D., LeBron, and Westbrook, I think of Scotty, Charles, and Akeem. <laughs> how'd, or, that, how'd that work or, yeah. or Nash, Malone, who was the other one in L.A.? It wasn't Nash. It was, oh, it was uh, Gary Payton. Gary, Gary Payton, Malone, and who else? Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just brought in the old OGs. Yeah. They brought Nash in to play for two years with Kobe, and yeah, he never yeah, suited yeah. up. He just but took all I the money. I feel like that kind of right now. Yeah. It's, just, it's so bad. It is. All right. So, like, before we touch on – we touch on the Lakers, but, like, everyone wants to crap all over the Bucks, And, like, they won the championship. We yep. haven't talked since they won the championship. So, the, the Bucks are they a formidable chance to repeat, or is that just a flash in the pan? Or is, like – you know what I mean? Does it depend on the Nets? Or what do we think? I, I think it's almost impossible for them to repeat, and that's not a slight to them. I, I just think it's that hard in general. And then, let's be honest, if the Nets are healthy and get their stuff together, like, who touches them? Nobody. Right. And, and that's uh, it's not fair to Milwaukee this year because everyone's sliding the championship. But I'm glad Giannis capitalized on what he had because now he's got the chip and he can, like, be done with and it. He, now he can focus on just getting better. And he earned that finals MVP. Yeah. Like, he went out in style. I saw two things, and I agreed with them both. And one was uh, Charles Barkley saying that if you're not happy for Giannis, he is what is right with the game, then there's something wrong with you oh, because yeah. he did it the right way. And the second thing is the fact he could play at an MVP level in the finals about two, what, three weeks after his knee completely going the wrong way just blows my mind. Yeah, I, I no rumors of surgery or anything yeah. happened. I guess he's okay, but yeah. When I was watching that game, I text Biggie and I was like, Giannis is out for the playoffs. It looked bad. And immediately, I was watching the game and his knee bent backwards. So then he goes to the back, he goes to the locker room, and he's, he's hobbling around. And then he comes out walking and I'm thinking, is this Willis Reed? And then he sits out the rest of the game. He didn't come back out, but he was walking around. It's like, that's a good sign. And then he comes the rest of the stretch of the playoffs, and he's a madman. Well, he played game one against the Suns. I think he had like 20 points. And I'm like, oh, he's not right. 
He's not right. This is over. And then he comes out in the next game, gets like 40. You know, it's just – yeah, it's one that of those – game six is one of the most legendary performances. What was the stat line? What was the stat line? It was like 50, 14. 50 points, 18 of 20 from the foul line where he was shooting horrible. Oh, yeah, can't shoot free those. He had like 14 rebounds, six assists, three blocks. It was amazing. It was wow. – we came home – they scored 105 points. He had 50. Give me the ball. Get the hell out of the way. We're not losing. We're winning a title. Right. Yeah. I like it. How do you not? I like it. And what did he say about doing it the hard way? Could have went to a super team, done my part. That had been okay. But you know what? Did it the right way. I think he cued Frank Sinatra and said, I'm going to do it my way. That's mm-hmm. right. Here's the thing about them. Fifth, him and Middleton came in together as rookies. 15 wins their rookie season. They're the two people that they kept together. Now they're NBA champions. They are. Yeah. All right. We could talk for once a lot about NBA because like it's it. been a minute. Like We've been relatively positive here, but let's go to some other things. So we, we talk about how LeBron, you know, he's telling you who's on his team, things like that. Well, Aaron Rodgers decided to show back up in Green Bay yesterday and, and he has a little little bit of stuff to get off his chest, and it sounds a lot like the same type of thing. He wants to know why he's not involved in decision-making. And I, and I guess before we, we dive into all that, did you watch the presser? Did you hear what he had to say? What was your thoughts? I watched the presser, and I absolutely loved it. And I wish every presser from every pro athlete was as honest as that one was because he went back to four and five years ago about guys leaving the team like Clay Matthews and being sent out the door without a contract, and they were a core part of the team, and you gave them no respect. Speaking of being honest, okay, you all know me as the baseball guy. I was today years old when I realized that the Green Bay Packers are the only – team in professional sports not owned by a traditional owner. Are you serious? Swear to God. You never knew that. No, I'm I, extremely disappointed. I'm the baseball no, guy, man. but I, I, that's because I'm, they're such an outlier. I just, damn. I, like, I actually had one of my soups come to me, and she's a Green Bay Packers, Packers fan. <laughs> Packers. <laughs> she's a Green Bay Packers fan, and she was like, because she was talking about it. She was like, is this normal for Rogers to request all this? I'm like, well, you know, the owner's. They kind of do what they want to do, you know. It's, it's every every franchise is run differently. She's like, I'm pretty sure that the Green Bay Packers are owned by the people of Wisconsin. I'm like, wait a minute, let me Google that. Yeah, they have like a ton of minority so owners. All I'm it's- saying is, is I learned something today, and like, shame on me. You can shame me all you want for the rest of the year, but my my philosophy in life is. Learn something new every day. You well, know? And I did that. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll shame you on another day, uh, but I'm just proud of you for coming clean on that. I wanted to speak honestly. Okay. That, that means a My lot. cousin Drake owns part of the Packers. Really? Yeah. I knew people had he stock in share. it, yeah. but I never knew that it was like there was no real owner. Yeah. I knew it's... people that had stock, but I never even thought about it. So they, they still have a GM. We yeah. don't know sports. Team president. There you go. Clearly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, you know, they, they stick to my baseball. They, they I have, like the honesty. I, I, I Like I said, we're not, we're not going to shit on you today because of the honesty. No, it's fine. Go ahead. So they have a GM, though, which um, uh, doesn't seem like A-Rod likes him very much at all. You know, he, he just uh, decided to give all his grievances, and, and we we're going to hear about all of it. It was like Festivus in July. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the thing was – 
now they're bringing back like an old Randall Cobb and things like, is that really Do what you see the comment from the GM on the bring back of Randall Cobb? This is what Aaron wanted. So we did it. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, they, they, we came to a deal. We worked things out. So the best part of yesterday was his presser, which was completely honest. The second best part was the shirt he wore oh, into the his presser. the t-shirt was fire. What was the t-shirt? You didn't see the t-shirt? Man, what was it? It oh, was, uh, was, was, it was like NBA office, Jam. Man. It was NBA yeah. Jam. Oh, was, no, no, with the office. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. i seen that. The Kevin Malone versus the Chili. Straight yep. up fire. Yes. So, like, another meme I saw was that he completely crapped all over his franchise that he's worked for for the last several years, and there's nothing they can do about it because guess what? They need Aaron Rodgers more than he needs them because if he says, I'm out, and they got to work it out, every team would line up to be with this guy. So, like, the Packers are like, what do we do? Yeah, well, they're doing the right thing. And, but is this – Cave in. That's is, what you do. Is this not the uh, – is this the NBA-ing of the NFL where your star players now need – like, especially your quarterbacks, like the whole thing with Russ Wilson happened this year too, right? Like, he started a big huff about wanting to be involved in personnel matters. Like, my question is what quarterbacks out there are legitimately part of these conversations? And is it being part of the conversations – or being involved in the decisions? I'll just say it isn't the start of the nba of the NFL for one reason with Rodgers. As powerful he is coming off an MVP season, he had two choices, show up and play for the Packers or retire. Yeah, It's, it's not like he said, this is what you're going to do and here's where you're going to trade me, which does happen in the NBA. That's true. But it, are we getting to a new era where players are having – I mean, I'm not used to players having control over personnel decisions in football. I have a huge question with this. So, you got a player like Aaron Rodgers or any other, not it don't have to be a franchise quarterback, but like let's say a Christian McCaffrey or anybody that gives their life and their body for the next 8 to 10 years, 20 years if you're quarterback, whatever. Do they have the right to say I want us to go in this direction? What is their rights in regards to the uh, organization? Is that, I guess is my question because that's where we're going. I mean, I guess it depends on your status. You don't want to be Le'Veon and, Bell. And every organization is different. Some of them are going to be like, listen, this is how we run it. This Either is not like the it or Patriot way. <laughs> or others will be like, we'd love to have your uh, I mean, look, that's why Brady's out in New England, right? Right. But, I mean, at what point is it like – He's a pretty you, good GM. Is it just an individual case-by-case case thing? And is that where we're at? I mean – I think that you don't have a voice. Sorry. You don't have a voice unless you're a key player on the team. You got to be a star. You got to be a You don't have to be an NFL all-famer. superstar, but you have to be the man in the locker room if you're going to have those opinions and want them to be respected. Yeah. So, do you feel, fault Aaron Rodgers in this situation? No, I don't. I, I don't either. And here's the reason I don't. Like – the people who say Aaron Rodgers has nothing, shut up. He's got the best wide receiver in the game, a top five line, a top ten running back. The thing that the Packers do is that they're always looking two years down the road instead of this year. And when your quarterback gets long on the tooth, make a push. The Patriots did it. One of the reasons they were so far over the cap last year, they went after Super Bowls. They went after Super Bowls. When you have Aaron Rodgers, go after a couple freaking Super Bowls. Don't rely on him being freaking Superman to get you there. They never drafted the skill position. But I love everything you just said. The only thing I wish you'd done a little bit better is wink over at your son wearing the Vikings jersey and be like, you're second no matter how long you're alive. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> never going away. Second place, baby. You look at this Dalvin Cook jersey like, 
Wah, wah, wah. He'll be injured uh, by week four. He still misses Stephon Diggs, but it's okay. Um, The the, the last thing, just to kind of bring the Rodgers conversation back and and close it down here is, you know, it's it's one thing to demand everything the team does, but unless something's different happening behind closed doors, all he's saying is he wants a, a conversation. He wants involved in the decision. If you're going to go let a guy who's been a big contributor on the team and been a big part of what they've built go, like, can we at least talk about it first? Because he's not saying that if they came back and said, look, this is the cap space we're in, this is what we got to do. Like, we don't know how to make it work. Like, we got to do something here. And, you know, because then maybe – because A-Rod, he said it's not about being the highest-paid quarterback. So maybe if that happens, he might be like, well, let me restructure my my contract a little Mm -hmm. bit. I mean, you know, maybe to go back to Brady, you know, how many times has he restructured his deal? Yep. You know, at least six, seven times maybe. Maybe that's because they did bring him in on those conversations sometimes. You know, so, I mean, it's it's something that's out there – but like you said, it's for the the few select. You yep. know, there's only so many people you're giving that voice to. That's it. I agree. All right. Ah, I'm glad NFL's almost back. We're talking about this stuff like it's 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 tomorrow. I can't wait. Oh. Draft will be here before you know it. It's uh, that meme looking at an empty pool. Fantasy draft that is. <laughs> It'll be here soon enough, guys. Just yeah. wait. Yeah. Patience. It will be. Uh, you know what? But football's done a good job keeping us uh, entertained in the offseason because we also have a cataclysmic collegiate uh, event happening right now. It is Deep Impact. It is Armageddon. It is the uh, – whatever you want to call it. Sharknado, if you will. Uh, Sharknado is appropriate. That, that's about Especially what, when you ask uh, Big 12 and ESPN. <laughs> is that Tara Reed with three different size tits? It, uh, I think you're combining that and uh, Total Recall, maybe. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But uh, the uh, nobody knows who Tara Reed is anymore. Oh, okay. She was in American Pie once. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the biggest thing going on here is uh, we, all, we all have heard the news. Texas, Oklahoma, they're, they're in the SEC. Uh, we don't know when. It might be 2025, but it could be sooner because if you ask Bob Bowlesley, the Big 12 commissioner, if he had his way, it would be never because yeah. he, he's going to tell ESPN that they're responsible for all this. So what was that, a cease and desist a cease and desist. So he's trying to implicate ESPN as manipulating these two schools to leave the conference? Yeah, so he's got some type of smoking gun or an email or something somewhere that has ESPN communicating with other conferences. Saying, if you were to do this and this were the conference that existed, hypothetically, we could renew your TV rights and here's what each school would get. Right, right, right. So here's the problem, though. And this is where Bob Bowlesby is doing everything to save the Big 12 because now if you were, let's say, West Virginia or Oklahoma State or Kansas State, let's say you were talking to the ACC or the Pac-12 or the Big 10 or whoever, right? Now, all of a sudden, you can't really have these conversations anymore because you know how those conferences are. They're talking to the the ESPN networks, the Fox networks, and saying, hey, if we add this team and that team, how's our TV contract going to look now? Well, you can't have those conversations because Big 12 is done screwing it up for everybody because they're getting hosed. I mean, it's it's a mess. So, like, what's the end game here? What's going to happen? Well, I don't think anything changes as far as Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. It happens. It's just when it happens and how long the where Big do you, 12 Where do you set the over-under on that happening? 
So uh, I would say the 2024 season, which is this football season and next, two more football seasons is the max of Big 12 football. So that would be 2023. Or 2023, yes. Okay. I, I, I'm with you there. There's no way it goes all the way to 2020. No way. No it way. can last two more years, and that's it. And to be honest with you, whether it's announced or not, if I'm Oklahoma State and I have the kind of boosters that they do, I'm looking out west at the Pac-12 because they would love to have me with my facilities that are some of the best in the nation. Forget the Big 12. Everybody's leaving. I'm not going to the SEC. Where is my next step? I don't want to become irrelevant. Same thing we've talked about with West Virginia. If they're not on the horn with the ACC doing anything they can to get in – they're idiots. Yeah, but here, here's the here's the caveat to all this, right? So as long as there's a Big Twelve, Texas and Oklahoma's on the hook. You know, yep. they right now if they both left, it'd cost them both around seventy five to eighty five million dollars. So if the Big Twelve doesn't exist, then they can go. They need two or three more schools to bail out yep. so they can just kill the conference. But it seems like they're damn determined not to let it die. But they might as well because anything they do to replace Texas and Oklahoma is going to be an insult to Power 5 football. Yeah, I think there's three schools that could break the Big 12 with those two already leaving. West Virginia is one. Oklahoma State is the second. The third one, I think, with where they are right now, having just won a national championship in basketball and having a pretty good football program over the years, Baylor may be appealing to certain people. I know behind the scenes they're not appealing at all, but uh, on the football and basketball field, they're a school that would be worth adding. I mean, I don't know. They got a a rocky history. I I, I think – And I also think that Iowa State to the Big Ten would be a done deal. Yeah, and Kansas will follow right along with them. They are the uh, only members of the Big 12 left that are uh, part of that illustrious uh, group of colleges, the Legion of Doom or whatever they're called. TCU, Texas Tech, who else is out there that are nobodies in our conference? Yeah, I mean, that's – you know, that's it, man. It's done. It's going to die a slow death. It's just – is it going to take two years, three years, one year? I just have one question for you. Was it really worth it for the Big 12 to make the horns down a flag when Texas is leaving the conference? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess if you – but the point is, if they're not in the conference, who cares, right? It ain't going to be a flag this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's N.A., right? That's right. In your application, right? <laughs> for now. Yeah. I'll right. say this, too, before we get further into it, because they're going to expand the playoff. I think they hold a couple years to see how this plays out. Oklahoma will still be Oklahoma going into the SEC. They're a top-tier football program. Texas has not been that for a yeah, number of Texas years. What's Texas going to be now? Texas is going to become whatever Mr. Brown says they become. No, we talked about that. Me and Biggie Biggie talked about this this weekend in the the line of Tudor's Biscuit World, which if you're not familiar with West Virginia, get a Tudor's Biscuit. Anyways, we're like, like, how is Texas, like, they're they're making these demands? And, like, who cares? You're Texas. Everybody's doing horns down to you guys because you suck. Oklahoma, I can understand. You're jumping in the SEC. Oklahoma will compete. I'm not saying to win the conference, but they'll compete because it's Oklahoma. But Texas, you're crap. Yep. And that's my point in basketball and in football. I know you got a history. I got it. But, like, it's not what's going on right now. Those guys ain't coming through the tunnel. You mean Texas isn't back? No. Damn. No. One day they will be. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just because you run out there with a bull as your mascot, one day that's going to be outlawed. It, you know, at PETA. They're only, yeah. But, you know, you're right about Texas. It's all about the money. 
they they have this illusion that they're still going to be competitive there, and it's te- you know uh, the. I think Biggie and I was talking about this one day. Texas is like the high maintenance girlfriend that, you know, they look nice and everything, but man, they are a train wreck. You yeah. don't want anything to do with them. And like Texas A&M is looking at SEC like, you guys, you don't, you don't want to bring that. You don't want to bring her to dinner. Like, no, you don't. Not, not a good idea. Uh, but I, I got to share this analogy with you. I don't know where I heard it. Somebody on the radio was talking about it that college football is going to be NASCAR. Because NASCAR at a certain point reached the pinnacle of popularity. I would say college football has been pretty damn popular, but in an, in a, a strategic series of events to try to make NASCAR super better. They tried to appeal to a mass audience. They tried to tweak things. They changed how the races were decided. All the things that they built a foundation on that got them success. They changed, altered and tweaked. And now what is NASCAR? It's a uh, also ran number seven in America. Yeah, I mean it's right behind the PBA. I yep. mean, it, it's if it's not Days of Thunder NASCAR, I don't want it. Right, and and the the problem with college football now is you're forgetting what what it's built on. You know, you're you're eliminating the regional rivalries. You're you're putting everything about money. And eventually what you're going to have is the SEC is going to be 24 or 32 teams, and they're not going to need the NCAA anymore, and it's going to ruin the sport. You know what threw me off, and I know Biggie wants to jump in, because I said this, and you, like, jumped in immediately. And I was more thinking geographically. Obviously, I know the money is what it is. That's why we're here is the money. But I was like, SEC reached out to Michigan and Ohio State or somebody, right? Allegedly, and but, yeah. But, like, I said, like, that don't even make sense. And you're like, absolutely it does because of money. But I'm like, it don't make sense, finance, like, geographical rivals it's so disgusting that's where we're at it is and and that's what made my skin like just crawl when you said so quickly of course it makes sense because that's where we're at now they don't it's care it's nothing against you but it made no, me I, just disgusted no, it's the state of affairs it's the same reason like oklahoma can i get upset they, yes i'm upset like they don't care about bedlam mm-hmm. they don't care about playing oklahoma state well, every year anymore here's what it is it's what you just said the money aspect of it is that they're making all these moves because it makes so much money, so much sense money wise. It's your NASCAR uh, situation. We're doing it. We're making money. We're so popular. Well, you made every decision based off of money that you lost to fans who like to see pit. The fact is Virginia, these people, and I hate to cut you off. These people in these tailgates, they're seeing the rivalry, Michigan, Michigan state, you know, whatever. The fact is, they're in these tailgates and they're loving life. It's a big rivalry, and we're just going to throw it away based on money. The fact is, that's what makes it great because the experience of the fans being there, young or old, whether you're a graduate, just a fan, or an actual student, that's what makes college football great. Tradition. Look at the look at the ones that have died because Sorry, of how no, it's changed. No. Like. You know, Notre Dame used to play certain schools every year, and they had to give those up. And whether you like Notre Dame or not, there was just a lot of tradition in playing Michigan State, Michigan, and USC every year. That's all died. You get to a point to where, like Chet said, with all the money, you you get rid of all the rivalries, and all it becomes this guy, Bill Ryder, I'll listen to him sometimes on the radio. He said it perfectly. You were saying the SEC has like 24 teams. What he says is they have 32 teams, and they're the 32 best football teams in the country, and they model the SEC as After now the NFL, the NFL 2.0. Yep. And, and and at that point, we'll just play each other. We don't need to play, 
you know, Western Kentucky and Marshall and Wake Forest and teams like, no, we'll just. So now Washington State and Washington, who are in the Apple Cup every year, and the, the people love that. Neither one of them are in the SEC, so now they might as well be uh, Minnesota State with Coach, you know, Hayden Fry. Fox. Hayden Fry, Hayden Fry was an hour. It's okay. Sorry. No, 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 your coaches, but it, it's it's sad. I mean, Mr. Rounds tangent. It, it's that's how a lot and of people. I don't even get excited about that. But that's how most people feel because you're you're especially for if you're not an Alabama fan, mm-hmm. if you're not a Texas fan, you know you're 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 wounded right now. It sucks. So it, I just have a question for both you guys before we move on. The big talk is WU to the ACC. Does it happen? Yes or no? I mean, I no. It's just yes or no. No. Mr. Brown? <laughs> I'm going to say yes just because I want it to happen. Is that fair? That's fair. I admire that. I wish I could say yes, but I don't think it will happen. I want it to happen, so I'm saying I'm yes. I'm going to wish it into existence. All right. I hope me just being negative and pessimistic is just that natural state of affairs I'm in, and it'll still happen. Hey, it's business like normal with Chad and Mark. It is. Uh, the sky's <laughs> falling. That's yeah. just how I feel. Ah! I mean, uh, what? If you're the ACC right now and you got to prevent Florida State and Clemson getting poached one day by the by the SEC. So what are you doing right now? They just tried to renegotiate their TV deal with the ACC a couple years ago and uh, or ESPN and the ACC TV deal. They tried to renegotiate for more money. And ESPN said no. So you got to go back to the drawing board. What two teams do you try to add? To show that you need a new TV deal. Well, if I were the ACC, I'd be looking at West Virginia and Notre Dame. West Virginia brings you a top 25 program most years on both the basketball court and the football field. Basketball don't matter about any of this. Oh, but come on. It should. But it doesn't. You know it. And Notre Dame, you were telling me when they signed to the ACC and every sport other than football, they signed an agreement saying they couldn't join another conference as a member in football for 20 years. Correct. So – it's so, Notre Dame and one other school. So if Notre Dame goes to the ACC, then the ACC is making as much money as the SEC. Yes. Like that that's how that works. Let's do it. But how how is Notre Dame who has not been relevant at the top tier year in and year out for how long? How do they have that much power? They've they seen Rudy. They they were in the playoff last year. <laughs> yeah. Once in a blue moon, and they get to the playoff, and they get smoked. Yeah. Playoff. And, and you're wanting to know why West Virginia is so enticing for the ACC. I just – it just blows my mind that Notre Dame still has that much power. Sorry. So, they have the TV contract. They have the uh, they have the deal. But, you know, with, with – here's the thing about, like, West Virginia, Texas Tech, you know, schools like that. Like, there's no TV market there. You're you're not. I mean, you, you if know, you took West Virginia's program and you put them where Rutgers is, everybody in the country oh, would want them. Yeah, because they're in the New York market. Yep. You know, even like that's why Cincinnati might be an option they add before West Virginia, just because of the market, right? Not because of the school, of the program. Yep. And it's uh, such horseshit. It is. It sucks because we're on the outside looking in. So I have uh, kind of it's. Bobby Knight once had a great quote that if rape is inevitable, just lie back and enjoy it. So I'm just lying back. And <laughs> oh, my wow. God. That, that today. That's how it feels right now. I'm clearly paraphrasing. <laughs> we have breaking news. Somebody play a clip. 
We got all kinds of trades happening out there. We already talked about the NBA and all the fun trades that were going on there, but let's go to the world of baseball. So we've had some people who've been active. We know the Yankees have done some things, but what just came in for breaking news? What is the deal of the day? The trade earlier today that was dead certain to go to the Padres of Max Scherzer has now went to the Dodgers with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner going to the Dodgers for a couple of Dodgers pro prospects and uh, Josiah Gray, who's made a couple starts for them. What's your source, Biggie? Because I'm still not seeing it. Um, Bleacher Report and ESPN both are reporting. That yeah. is finalized. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. They named uh, prospects that are going through. Yeah. Nationals receive uh, Dodgers prospects, catcher Kelbert Ruiz, right-handed pitcher Josiah Gray, and two other prospects. Okay. So, uh, Dodgers still the favorite to win the NL. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. So, here's the thing with the NL West. How are the Giants still there? Uh, right? That, well, that's the thing. Dodgers have had enough of that crap, and they're ready to put them to bed. So, so the Giants are still – everyone forgets the Giants are in first they, place. They are in first And then it's the Dodgers, and then it's the Padres. Yeah. So, the rumor was it was going to the Padres, and now it's went to the Dodgers – if the Dodgers truly get Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, it's World Series, baby. It's got the be. two sides are now awaiting medical reports to be cleared, and then the trade's official. So it's done. So uh, do we know how many years uh, both of these studs have left on their contracts? Barrios to the Padres is the current rumor. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like that. I almost like that as much. But we'll see. But, yeah. The I, Trey Turner thing's the difference. So is – yeah, because that, that's – I mean, he, he's the best. Uh, but like, where does Trey Turner play with L.A.? They got Justin Turner, who's a cult hero, and they have freaking – Corey Seager. Corey Seager. So, we're going to throw somebody at second base? Could be. I don't think they have an all-star at second so base. So, now, now, one of those moves is second base, and then Pujols was on first. Now, Max Muncy goes to first, and Pujols is a bench bat, which he should be all along. I mean, that's uh... – <laughs> Uh, a terrible, Sorry. terrible problem to have, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, the rich just get richer. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, I just feel like Jim Carrey on the set of uh, Ace Ventura. Come out like Ray Finkel, oh, and I ran out of breath. You, that's what just happened. That's, you didn't throw up, though. Yeah. And a model American. <laughs> I do want to say, although that was not a competitive as it goes down in the AL East, the Yankees traded for Anthony Rizzo. Growing up, the Cubs were always the lovable losers. Now the guy who got the last out that took him to the World Series and the last out of the World Series is gone. And everyone's shitting all over the Yankees because they ain't got no pitching. But guess what? Have you seen the clip of him throwing to Freddie Freeman? He, he's he got some movement on that. He throws a screwball. And uh, how, how did Freddie deal with that? He laughed it off, but deep down he knew his feelings were <laughs> because he struck out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a real pitch. It wasn't like we're going to float it up there like rookie of the year when he lost his arm. This guy <laughs> threw a legit fastball based on his ability, and Freddie Freeman choked under pressure. He was. He thought it was the changeup. He was. He was unaware of the uh, velocity issue. But so the Yankees. I mean, they're still not going to even make the playoffs, are they? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, it's the Red Sox and Rays in the division. I mean, I 
There's no I way. think it's the Red Sox, the Rays, out of the Central come the uh, Chicago White Sox, and then but you go to the West. Let's go back to the East real quick, though. We we, we talked about uh, Rizzo and Gallo going to the Yanks. What have the Red Sox and the Rays done? I know we got t- almost 24 hours left. Not quite 24, about 18. Well, the they Rays got, do just they traded do- my Mariners their closer. That's my point. So the Rays traded their closer. Do they need to do anything, or are the Yankees just going to – like, they just going to give it to the Yanks? I mean, but here's the thing. The Rays are never anybody that makes a move. You know what I mean? They're just going to ride and die with what they have. And the Red Sox – are How still, the Red Sox are where they are. Because they're still trying mind. to financially recover yeah. from, you know, some bad contracts and the Mookie Bet loss. So, I mean, they're just now – they can't do anything. No. So, we legit just had a memory pop up. I can't remember from the baseball group or from the page itself, but it was a billboard for the Dodgers thanking the Red Sox for Mookie Bets. So, it was great at the time, but it didn't age very good. I can because, say this because I have Mookie Betts on my fantasy baseball team. That did not age well for the Dodgers. I mean, I don't think it's going to age well for the Dodgers. Yeah, like because the Red Sox are back. They're quicker than they anticipated. They got rid of Mookie Betts. They Who's got the Red Sox manager? It's uh, Cora, right? He's back. Didn't he like get suspended nah, and kicked out of baseball for a year? You're and then he, just, he just came one, back just and instantly year. they were good again? Nah, just one year. You're imagining me. Just one year. I'm just saying. <laughs> They won a World Series. He left. He backed. They're good again. It's funny to me. My point was is that I saw a memory. Everyone was shitting all over the uh, Red Sox for trading Mookie Betts, and it popped up today, and then it was all of a sudden like, wow. Maybe they knew something we didn't know. So, I mean, are the Padres going to be the exception when it comes to signing these mega deals then as being a team that's good? Because is this what happens? Like you're you're whiffing on these 10-year deals? I think that if you sign at the right time, you get out ahead of it like the Rays did years ago with Evan Longoria, who turned out to be a great player for them. You sign these guys, if you think they have a super bright upside, because you can never predict injuries, sign them at 21-22 for what you'd never be able to sign them for at 25. I mean, that's all you can do. Uh, and the people that get ahead of that, they, they're doing well. I mean, look at you know Mr. Brown's Atlanta Braves, where they signed, what, Albies and Acuna? You know, relatively small money. They signed compared. them both for the same amount of money the Phillies signed Harper for. Yeah, and I feel like that's like, like we're talking pesos compared to American dollars here. Yeah, that's a different story. Like the fact is, there they weren't players reaching the open market. So you think they just had bad agents? Absolutely, <laughs> they did. They did not like. They weren't free agents. They were just extending them. Right. They got them before it ever got close. Right. And to, with the Braves, they look like geniuses. Yeah, with Albies at forty million, uh, and he's going to drive in a hundred runs this year. Yep, that's that's a bargain. But you know, you got the Padres spent all the money on Machado. They signed Tatis to the long term deal. Like I, I love everything uh, the Padres did. Let me be clear: you're good with them doing it. Absolutely. Okay. Hosmer. No, no Machado. The, no, I love Tatis. all of us. The thing is, Hosmer was the beginning. Mm-hmm. They wanted to lock up, which Hosmer was a key. I think he's a good player. He, but he was a key ingredient to the Royals World Series, oh, right? Yeah. Yep. So they was like, let's get us a standard, uh, uh, like a solid first baseman, lock him up. We're paying more because guess what? We're San Diego. No one's here. He's the start of our rebuild. And they did that. And now they're like, we don't have room for him. Because traded for Adam Fraser. He's yeah. Oh, boy. What? Jake Cron- well, how do you say it? Jake Cronenworth. what? Cronworth. So now he is their first baseman mm-hmm. because Frazier's second base. Yeah. The point is, Frazier – I'm sorry, not Frazier. Uh, Hosmer. Hosmer started it all. 
And he's not like he's a terrible player, but he's consistent. And they're like, well, we've already like upgraded past that point. And they're good. I don't know if this was their plan or not, but I love what they did where they started with Hosmer because San Diego is one of the most beautiful cities in the entire world, especially oh, yeah. especially like weather-wise. So you have the only team in town and you start to build them up. Now people want to play for it. Who wouldn't want to play in that temperature in San yeah. Diego, that environment? I just didn't know San Diego had that type of payroll they could throw around. because They, they have, do now. Because they've never done it before. Yeah. Ever. Like, they're get, going retro college style. They got big boosters now. Like, <laughs> they must. <laughs> I mean, you got Tony Gwynn rolling over in his grave, and Trevor Hoffman saying, say, with my 600 saves, man, why didn't you show me the money? Yeah. New ownership? I don't know. I don't know. Ah. I think it was the 96 World Series. They came in and they were clearly outmatched, but you know what I mean? It was 99. Yeah. Was it 99? Yeah. Yep. The year of the Yankees. No, won, like, 96 was the Yankees. Yeah. So, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. The, yeah. the Hoffman yeah. days yeah, they, with Tony Gwynn. They had their one chance. Yeah. And that was it. And then that was it. Ken Caminiti. Yeah, he probably. God rest his soul. <laughs> Steroids, baby. Yeah. Hell of a drive. Uh, all right. So, baseball is uh, vicious at the trade deadline. We got, we got about 18 hours. Mr. Brown, you're our resident baseball expert. Is there Obviously one not. move or one player that you think, nest, like, no doubt gets moved before the deadline. Anything else happening? Uh, I mean, that could, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Chris Bryant? No, what do you think? Is There's one guy out there that you just would be amazed if he doesn't get traded. I mean, Chad just mentioned Chris Bryant. Uh, uh, Boreos. We talked kind of off, yeah. off the air, kind of. Um, there's not really a whole lot going on, I wouldn't think. I mean. The big movers have already moved. I yeah. feel like they have. Yeah. Everyone, as a Braves fan, everyone wants to keep talking about, like, you know, we've already missed the train, man. The train's left. Well, you can still You might get some ready. small pieces. Yeah, but you're not going to do what's already happened today. You're going to get a few small pieces in there. I can't say of anything that's going to be like a game changer. That's going. I mean, but we don't know. we got 18 hours. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, we might be surprised. <laughs> keep your right? alerts on. Yeah. Keep I mean, I don't know. On. I don't know. I mean, like, you got the clear... Guys, but then other than that, you just don't know. Mm. The Indians could become sellers. Who? The Indians. Who's that? They'll always be the Indians to me. <laughs> yeah. So, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians is a good target. The yeah. Guardians. But Terry Frank going to just step down for the rest of the year. They're yeah. sellers now. Is there going to be a left on the Pirates? Tigers? Royals? Well, I thought that uh, Rodriguez for the Pirates would have got traded oh. by now. Not that it's a big name, but Adam Duvall's got to go somewhere. He's got like 70 RBIs. Yeah. He's just sitting down there wasting yeah. away in Miami. Yeah. Adam Duvall's got to go somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he seems like prime trade yeah. baby. Yeah. Right he, he's a great playoff player. Yeah. Dad to a team, to a contender. <sighs> so it's going to be exciting, guys. I'm going to go live tomorrow. You, you should. I mean, you're going to – there might be some late-breaking stuff that pops in, but, you know. Hey, you know what? It, it's been an exciting day. So, we've, we've had the NBA trades. We've got the NBA draft. We've got uh, all the crap going on in the world of football, which is amazing. And then baseball is blowing a gasket at the trade deadline, which always creates a more exciting August, September, and October Man, it's it's a good it's time. It's a really fun time to be a sports fan it right is, now. It is, man. Like if you guys aren't enjoying the world of sports right now, this is this is I can't I can't help you. Like it's 
You don't have to be the game. It's only baseball playing right now. I mean, notice we didn't really talk much about the Olympics, but all the other American sports is exciting right now. Is that fair? My favorite part of the Olympics is the man supporting his wife by double fisting beers at nine in the morning. Oh. And as friend of the show, Vopain likes to say he's from Vancouver, so he knows what to do. When you went double fisting, I went a whole other direction. You think of something else? Yeah. That's a show that we uh, fans. we he, edit the audience. He has had something to drink. Tonight. No, I haven't. I'm just saying double fisted, man. All right. Anyway, so I was watching a Olympic game today at the uh, when I had lunch. All right, it looked like a combination of soccer, volleyball, rugby, and basketball. And I don't even know what it was. It was is it Quidditch? It was Norway versus somebody, and I don't even know what it was. But the score is like twelve to eleven. It's not pickleball, is it? I don't know what it was, but I was so dumbfounded on what is this sport and who would train four years for this. You have me very <laughs> intrigued. Yeah. So I will say this. Of all the sports I've watched, the Summer Olympics, all these guys and gals are in super great shape. The one sport that I could never imagine myself even trying, even for like one day where I was like, I'm going to do this. Water polo. Oh, How yeah. they all don't drown? They freaking like tackle each other. Have you it's seen like them when they the come water. out of a game? They got like claw marks all mm-hmm. over and people bleeding and whatnot. You're like treading water for twelve minutes and then you're dribbling. And then when they swim and they dribble the ball, they dribble it with. They their look nose. like a seal. Yeah, you know, they just push in the note. But it's it's got to be. How many people have died playing water polo? I don't know. I think it's more than have died getting hit in the head by a baseball. I, it's it's such a dangerous looking game. I, I can't. I never want to play it, man. I, yeah. I have a fear of water polo, and I I consider myself a decent swimmer too. Uh, anyway, I, I think that's all we got today. That was that was a large amount we unpacked for the masses. Hopefully, everyone got something out of it. You guys got any plans this weekend? I know you're you're getting ready to travel across this great country, aren't you, Biggie? I'm gonna go all the way across the Midwest, head up to North Dakota, frozen tundra that's not so frozen. Go towards the Badlands, get a new dog, nice. see Mount Rushmore, maybe Crazy Horse. Okay, that's uh that's a lot. That's a good trip. I'm not doing anything like that. I stick my foot in Canada for a minute. Remember my roots. Yep. There you go. I mean, you got you got to just put a little snow on you. Feel yep. good again. Good times. Uh, I got nothing this weekend. I'm going to Ohio for some stupid conference uh, next week, so that'll be exciting. But outside of that, I'm just going to enjoy my, my weekend and know that we're a month away from the fantasy draft. Mr. Brown, you got anything, anything fun? It's going to be kind of interesting. I have nothing planned. The wife and kids are gone. So I'm going to sit here and chill, I guess, by myself and just swim in the pool. I mean, there's no uh, Canadian biggies gone. You're working, so I guess I'll just be chilling by myself. Uh, I'll do a wellness check on you a couple times. Please do. Just to make sure you're all right. Yeah, just and make I, sure I'm still floating. Above water. Yeah. You know, it is only four foot, right? Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Enough yeah. sun and big timber, you got to check. Yeah. <laughs> please, please. I got you back, brother. All right, guys. Well, everyone have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. See you then.